welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes, and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! Not to follow. Pork chop sandwiches! What's going on, guys? How, How you, you doing? Guys? How you guys? Doing aight? You doing aight? Aight. Aight. Then we all aight. <laughs> Welcome to Geeking Squad podcast number 17. Holy moly. 17 already, huh? Still feels new. Like, it still feels like we just recently started doing this, but I guess not. Nope. Pretty soon it's going to be like a year. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. We're going on our third year now. That's super crazy. <laughs> I can't believe we're still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> still chugging along. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that's why we do it. Yeah. What's going on, everybody at home or wherever you are that's listening to this? This is the Geeking Squad podcast. It is a show based off of the Geeking Squad group on Facebook which is uh, pretty much free and open for anyone to join as long as you respect not the rules. Not an asshole. Yeah, as long as you're not an <laughs> asshole. Then people are going to be Fun like... Fun asshole. I was just going to say, people are going to be like, then what are these assholes doing on there? <laughs> well, you know, we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about any of that controversial stuff. We talk about pop culture stuff. We talk about movies, TV shows, music, comics, toys, books controversies you know the fun controversies like <laughs> is there really aliens in area 51 and how big is a dinosaur butthole and all of these things <laughs> the they, things that really matter in the life things right? that do matter you know they matter folks and we like to talk about uh, all the things that get featured in the geeking squad group and uh, we pick the best stuff and we talk about it here i'm one of your hosts i am larry roberts down the way from me He's, uh, you know, he's in the mood for some pork chop sandwiches. I yes, think. I am. Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> they smell really damn good. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> Megan's just like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't even know. She's not hip to the G.I. Joe PSAs, unfortunately, but it is <laughs> none other than. Your stupid idiot Vito. <laughs> <laughs> and the one that's just rubbing her head in dismay over here because she's like, oh my God, what do I have to deal with? <laughs> being on the show it is none other than megan guess <laughs> how are you doing you all right yeah i'm okay she's hanging in there i'm hanging in there <laughs> yeah she's one step at a time yeah she can't hang with the you know the, me and Vito. we enjoy you guys gave me a headache yeah we enjoy some silly stuff we were she had never seen the gi joe uh, psa parodies from like 15 years ago or whatever it was it's some of the greatest things ever created i mean there are so many evil atrocities out there because of the stupid ass internet, the World Wide Web, the interwebs, as they would say in Dianthford, you know, live on the interwebs. <laughs> um, but man, having the G.I. Joe PSA parodies is one of the true blessings. Now I see where we get our ideas for our teasers. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a little bit of truth to that. There's a little. There's a it's little. all starting to make sense. <laughs> there's a little bit of truth there. Yeah, I, I have to admit. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. All right. Enough of our yapping about all this kind of stuff. Let's just. There's a lot to talk about. So Dive right in. Let's just you know put on your little swimming cap. You know your little goggles. Your little speedo. And you're going to just dive into the deep end of the pool with a little bit of... What's shaking, bacon? <laughs> it is... I'm surprised you didn't say that to say what's shaking, pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to be that derivative. Oh, okay? okay. Okay. Yeah, there's no there's no pork chop sandwiches around here. It's all, it's all bacon. So in what's shaking, bacon, we like to uh, pick the uh, the prime... The prime choice cut the crap yeah and talk about it here on the show uh one thing that came up in the news recently that i i not i guess really newsworthy but i just thought it was really funny was that uh they interviewed bill burr <laughs> oh no and i think it was uh it's tonight show or something like that he was he was on and they were talking to bill burr about you know his whole appearance on the mandalorian of course i mean if i have to explain to any of you at home what the mandalorian is good good lord why are you even listening to us we did a whole thing just go <laughs> yeah. back. we talked a lot about the mandalorian on this show and its own uh review series and mm -hmm. stuff but bill burr the comedian actor appeared uh in a few episodes a couple episodes and he was really funny he was great as a character on there but I guess, you know, typical of Star Wars fans, they like to nitpick things. Not all Star Wars fans, but a, but a certain bunch of them like to nitpick things, especially nowadays. They're never fucking satisfied with anything. And one of the things they were nitpicking was the fact that he has a very distinct Boston accent. And they're saying, oh, how does that work out having a Boston accent in space? And <laughs> Bill Burr pretty much said, he was like, yeah, right. He's like, as opposed to all those fucking people that have British accents <laughs> and out in space, you don't blink a fucking eye, you know, or, be, or the fact that people are speaking English in <laughs> outer space, you know, how does that fucking work? But, oh, yeah, we can't have a guy with a Boston accent <laughs> out in space. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, Star Wars fans are just so stupid. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Didn't they do the same kind of thing to Picard? Like, he's supposed to be a Frenchman. He doesn't have a French accent. Yeah. yeah. They did just that the reverse <clears throat> order. That that okay, but you know what? That I could kind of get a little bit. I mean, if you're supposed to be like, you know, but it's not apparently if they're gonna pick on his Boston accent, they shouldn't have any accent apparently. Well, but that, but I mean, the difference is, is he's not you. For all you know, whatever his race is out in outer space, you know, years yeah. ago, far far away, could have a Bostonian type accent. If you say I'm French, but you're speaking with a Boston accent or something. That's kind of fucked up. It, it, well, it's just like the TARDIS. It kind of, after a while, yeah, it just kind of fixes itself, so it makes sense to you. Okay. No. Yeah, I guess we'll go with that. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I it never the, the Picard thing never really bothered me. It never know? did. I was either. like, okay, so he's. I mean, look at how many people, you know, are were born and raised and stuff in England, but then they moved over here. And now they don't even sound like they're from England anymore. Exactly. You leave a spot long enough, you lose your accent. Exactly. Kind of you like, never hear my Oklahoma accent. I was just going to say, just like somebody who grew up in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. I hear it every now and then. <laughs> it comes out now I go and home and I come back and I'm like, howdy, y'all. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I do hear Start it. Start all over 
hearing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Star Wars uh, series like The Mandalorian and stuff, we had some news come up about possible characters that we might be seeing. In. Yeah, they are officially announced for Mr. Thrawn in Ahsoka that Lars Mikkelsen yes. is going to be playing him in the live action. And I guess he's the one that played him in the animated series. He right. voiced him. Right. So that, it sounds like people through all these names out Benedict Cumberbatch Robert Downey Jr all these other names that are like oh we want him to play it and stuff and Filoni and Favreau was like nope we want Lars and they got Lars because he's Thrawn man yeah he is Thrawn and they just you know we've seen all these pieces play into it from these cartoons the animated series and right they were gonna stick with it and by god they did it but they're saying it's not just going to be him and Ahsoka okay is going to be in other Star Wars series, maybe even his own. Oh, interesting. Down the line. Okay. So, but hmm. they, they really want him. So the whole deal with him and everything isn't just just for Ahsoka. Okay, just like a cameo kind of thing or a small side role. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, sometimes, I mean, I get it. Sometimes the people that do the uh, the voices, you know, like your Kevin Conroy's and stuff that do, you know, Batman and all that, <clears throat> sometimes those people aren't necessarily screen worthy. Right. You know what I mean? They don't, but as we saw with like Bo-Katan, because she was the same person mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. that voiced her on the animated series, she worked out perfectly. Right. Like, she is Bo-Katan. Like, she had it down. So Lars Mikkelsen clearly is cut out to be the screen Thrawn. Plus, we also don't know how they're going to do it because he's not exactly, he's humanoid, but he's not exactly like just a normal. More CGI. He could be CGI'd up and there there could be stuff they do to him. Who knows how they're going to do it. But I, it's it works for me, man. I'm yep. fine with that. Because a lot of, as I mentioned in other episodes, I wasn't totally <laughs> sold on some of these other ideas. Yeah, I know. Downey Jr. and Cumberbatch and stuff. Love those, love those actors. But I'm like, eh, I don't know if they're going to, I can't see them taking this role. So mm-hmm. that kind of works out. Uh, speaking of people taking roles. So I heard that this Liam Neeson guy mm-hmm. would, said that he would come back as Qui-Gon. Dude. Jin. But the kicker is, when the interviewer asked him about that, he was like kind of confused. He was like, oh, I, I mean, I guess. I didn't think people wanted that character back. I didn't even know if Star Wars was like really a thing anymore. Wow. And the guy was like, no, there's like 10 of these Are new you- Disney movies coming out. He goes, oh, well, then, yeah, then, yeah, I'd be up for coming back as that role. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. <laughs> Where's he been? I don't know. Yeah. He might just be making another Taken movie or something. Seriously. You know, he might just be out of completely out of that Star Wars loop. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's weird. I've seen that happen with a lot of like those people where they're just so, uh, even to a certain extent, you can look at some of the people like say Harrison Ford, you know, he's so surly and salty about the whole thing and. I think even when they brought him back to do Force Awakens and all that, like, I don't think he truly understood, like, it's like, Harrison, do you do understand that, like, I don't care how much you're like, wow, that stupid kitty shit that George came up with and all this stuff. It's like, dude, no, you don't understand. (laughs) Han Solo and Star Wars changed the world. It literally changed the world, Harrison, like... Like, you just get a fucking deal with it, man. This thing, you're like, well, I don't understand why this doesn't go away after all these years. It's like, <laughs> no, it's never going to go <laughs> away. It's like, yeah. So I think he finally kind of grasped it 
you know, after that and everything. Man, Qui-Gon Jinn, dude, I loved Qui- I am not a big fan of The Phantom Menace. There are a lot of things about The Phantom Menace I didn't care for. But Qui-Gon Jinn was fucking awesome. Yeah, I really liked that character. Really liked him. I, I feel like we got robbed. They should never, they shouldn't have killed him so early. He should have lasted through at least one more movie maybe died like at the end of attack of the clones or something there should have there should have been more there they killed him off so soon it just i don't know i mean they could technically bring him back somehow i mean they brought darth maul back by robot legs yeah mm-hmm. who is that one bounty hunter who got shot in the stomach in the mandalorian and she came back with that like mechanical stomach? right yeah right they could do that to qui-gon possibly well i mean qui-gon could just come back as a force ghost just like obi-wan True. i mean mo- you know think about it for two-thirds of the original trilogy obi-wan kenobi is a blue force ghost yeah i guess you know i would love to see qui-gon come back in some capacity like that mm-hmm. it's entirely possible i mean is he you know would he be Think about it. They've got the Kenobi series coming out. How fucking great would it be if Obi-Wan was able to communicate with his old master just like Luke could communicate with Obi-Wan and everything? Oh, my God, dude. If I got... <laughs> dude, I'm just thinking about it now. If I got Ewan McGregor as, as fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi and Force Ghost fucking Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn, dude... I will be so fucking excited. <laughs> I'm already excited because Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character in the entire Star Wars universe. And Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite fucking actors. So that's just like total win for me. It even makes me withstand the shitty fucking prequels. That's how awesome <laughs> Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan Kenobi are. And as a side note, somebody posted in the squad, I think just today or yesterday, a little thing that Ewan McGregor apparently has a brother mm-hmm. who flies in like the Royal Air Force yep. and his handle is OB2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that a few times. That's yeah, pretty that's yeah. pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that that's pretty that's pretty neat. Speaking of Lucas, of old George and everything, we have and some, Harrison Ford. Yeah, we have some possible news. May uh maybe. Yeah. It's yet to be confirmed or it's just a big fat rumor, really. Um, but insider Daniel Rickman yeah. is claiming that Lucasfilm is eyeing Chris Pratt to play a young Indiana Jones. Now, hmm. Pratt himself has said this is not happening. Hmm. Okay. But is that like to deflect us? I was just going to say, it wouldn't be the first or the last time we've heard people say, oh yeah, that's not happening. And then like six months later, it's it's, like, happening. it's announced. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, Daniel's also claiming that this fifth installment of Indiana Jones is going to set up a bunch of spinoffs, kind of like The Mandalorian, and we think WandaVision is. Okay. Like, mm, I wonder how that's going to work. Spinoff? Who? How so- many shows do we freaking need, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're going crazy with all these spinoffs. Yeah. Um, But according to Harrison Ford, he's always said it and he's sticking to his guns that Indiana Jones will die with him. He will be the only ever Indiana Jones. Hmm. And he's 80. And they're saying he's 80. Yeah, he's fucking 80. Harrison Ford's not 80 years old. Yeah. He looks 80. Harrison Ford was already pretty old by the time they did 
Star Wars, man. I mean, he was, uh, yeah, he was like pushing 30, I think. Mm-hmm. When he, yeah, when he did uh, American Graffiti in, what was that, 73 or whatever, he was much older than the rest of the cast, you know, because those guys were all like teens or in their early 20s and stuff. And Harry was like, you know, he was like 27 or something like that, 28. Mm. Yeah, he may have even been like thirty-one or thirty-two when he did Star Wars. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly, wow. but he was that right. Yeah, considerably older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the fifth installment, he's, they're saying this. This is it. There's no more Indiana Jones after this because I'm good with that. He's not going to make it <laughs> to another Indiana Jones movie. I I don't even know if I want a fifth Indiana Jones movie. I don't either. I'll I'll watch it. Of course, and of course, I'll watch it. Yeah, and I hope it's good. But it's like I don't know. I mean, what are they going to do? Kill him off? I don't know if I want to see yeah, Indiana Jones die. Don't do that. Yeah, don't fucking do that. You know, oh. like we don't. Well, we have to end it. No, no you don't. You don't. No, he you just re- retires and sits on the beach then. But I know that the big What's wrong thing. With that? Well, I know that the big problem. Is I think they would have ended it with the fourth movie with Crystal Skull if Crystal Skull wasn't <laughs> a kind of a disaster. I don't think it's as bad as people make it out. To no, be, it's not. But the book I, is way better. But but I can understand why they might go. Yeah, let's end it on a better note. Yeah, you know? on a high note than a low note. I get mm. that. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Another thing that I think is pretty much confirmed at this point, one of the movies that I was really excited for us to see initially in 2020, because we saw the previous movie, which was Godzilla, King of the Monsters, I was really excited for us to go this past year and see its sequel, which was King Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus King Kong. I mean, come on, that's just... Can you imagine us going to see that in, in that theater with those Dolby yeah. seats? I was just going to say, it's going to have to be in the Dolby theater. Fuck yeah, yeah. Sure. It's, worth the, it's worth the 13 bucks or whatever Absolutely. it is, a, a <laughs> ticket. Um, but yeah, so when 2020 happened, and obviously we didn't get that movie, and it was kind of like in limbo, now they are saying that this movie should be out by the end of March. Oh, wow. Soon. Yeah, very soon. Very soon. I might have a movie review for you guys. Dude, I mean, I don't know how I'm you ready. guys feel about it. I don't care. I'll mask up and bring as much uh, hand, sanitizer. hand sanitizer and whatever <laughs> is possible. But I Plastic re- wrap to put around us. <laughs> I really want to go see that in the theater. Yeah, I'm and down. To me, that's a theater-going movie, you know? I mean, it'd be cool seeing it at home and everything, but it's not the same as going to see it in the no, theater. No, it's not. You down, Vito? Yeah, I still haven't seen Kong... Skull Island or whatever that one was. Right. So I haven't either. I might have to bone up on that one. Yeah, oh, I'd love to. Bone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that button is getting used more and more. Oh, favorite button. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to us going to see that. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get an official like release date soon and more information on where it's going to be showing and all that. Oh, one last bit of info for our whole uh, shaken bacon segment. Uh, Vito, tell us a little bit about this because this this is interesting. This is getting into a little bit of science here. Yeah, so they developed some kind of new material that can stop bullets. This is a little bit older, and I haven't seen much more information come out since then. But there's a new material called graphene, which if you place two molecules of graphene together, you get diamine. Okay. And that material can 
hardened to almost a diamond-like structure when impacted at a certain velocity. Wow. Oh. But if you go past two sheets of graphene or on or just one, it doesn't do that. It only works in two for some weird reason. Oh, weird. Yeah, you think more would make it stronger. Yeah, right, but it doesn't. It like counters the effect or something like that. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that boggles my mind. I'm obviously not a scientist, so I don't understand this precisely no. how it works. I but... doubt there's anybody <laughs> listening to the show that is either. <laughs> you never know. If you are, please let us yeah. know. But but they were but later, I mean... after this article, they were in talks of making some kind of like diamine suit that people would could wear. But I mean, the cost for something like that would be pretty, yeah, pretty ridiculous. So it's probably not feasible anytime soon. Yeah, but what about making stuff like that for like agents, you know, like like Secret Service agents or Navy SEALs or something like that? Ooh, Navy SEALs. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, Navy SEALs. At least some kind of vest that they could wear with like the three-piece suit or something that could just be that material, you know. Doesn't have to be head to toe, I guess. Yeah, but it'd be a lot cooler if it was. (laughs) (laughs) Would Superman be cooler if he had that? (sighs) Can Superman be cool? No. no, I mean, no. he's too much of a goody two-shoes to be. Dude. I don't know. You and your Superman prejudice. I guess he doesn't need it because he's faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah. And I've seen every, well, almost every movie where he's taken bullets and they haven't deflected, or they have deflected off his body, even when he got shot in the eye. Didn't he get shot in the eyeball in one of those? Well, sure. Why wouldn't I? I mean, if, if, if his skin is impervious to it, why wouldn't his eyeball be? You know? Yeah. Don't hate on Superman's eyeballs, man. Hating on my Superman, man. You're always giving him shit. Just ain't right, son. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, Larry. (laughs) But not really. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I think this could be really cool. Like, I'd love to hear more about this. I hope there's more uh, follow up on this and maybe they'll, like I said, start applying it more for special military things or something like that. Yeah. I wonder if they can find a way to manufacture it cheaper. Yeah. So make it more feasible. Yeah. You don't really want to cheap out on something like that. <laughs> well, no, but... Or cost-effective, rem- yeah, I guess. Yeah, cost-effective. You know? There you go. Okay. To make this a reality. We'll see. Time will tell. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. And it is about that time that we sit down and get serious and get serious and have a very stern eye to eye talking to with the squad. It is squad talk. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't last. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we're going to get into a little squad talk here for you. And this is where we pick something uh, that we like to just particularly focus on and maybe go off on a tangent. I never go off on tangents. Never. Ever. I don't know what I'm talking about there. I mean, why would I go off on a tangent? You know, that reminds me of this other thing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I go on tangents all the time. Anyway, I won't go on a tangent about going on a tangent. Vito, 
why don't you uh, why don't you make us hip to what the squad talk is about this? Yeah, so they were talking about this object that whizzed by Earth, and they're saying that it came from an alien world. Okay. And first of all, anything that's in space <laughs> is not from this world, so technically... It's all from an alien It is world. an alien world. Right. Or alien region of space. Right. Um, so after researching this a little bit, I come to see that there's an astronomer named Avi Loeb who claims that this is like space debris from an alien civilization. Okay. Now, he goes into further detail about this in his, get this, book that he's trying to sell. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Called Extraterrestrial. And this flyby happened, I guess, in 2017, but his book is coming out now, or it has come out, and he's talking about this. So he thinks this is some kind of light sail from an alien ship. Now, if you're not familiar with a light sail, it's basically like, if you think about a sailboat that is pushed by wind, right? this is a spaceship that is pushed by the radiation pressure given off by the sun and other stars. So it basically has like what well, you would think of like a, a sail, like a sailboat, but it captures light from the sun and uses that to propel the ship forward. Granted, not at high speeds or anything, but it is continuously pushing and you don't need anything like fuel to uh, to have on your ship to propel it. It's all done by light. So okay. very Be cost effective. If you get in a black hole? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's his theory that it's some kind of alien technology that's camp, coming into our atmosphere or whatever. I don't necessarily buy that. I think it's just some kind of huge chunk of rock that happened to <laughs> right. find by us. Well, but I'm mean, sure he's going to try to sell his book, so he's got to put something in there that's controversial. Well, you know. I, I need to read the book just to see if I can figure it out. I was yeah, just going to say, I'm not going to bag on, on what's his name, Avi Loeb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I heard I heard from his brother Ear <laughs> that, uh, you know, you know, Ear Loeb. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I love the songs that his sister Lisa put out. You know, Lisa Loeb, <laughs> she, she jammed. <laughs> I should just quit while I'm ahead, right? <laughs> I'm not even ahead. It's like, what are you talking about, man? You're a couple blocks behind. Anyway, I'm not going to bag on the guy. I mean, I'd be interested in reading this book. It's interesting. I mean, the, the, all this stuff, it's just theories. It's just my, I guess my question was, was what made him so sure? Yeah, that it was like, oh, it's this. It's like, well, anybody could fucking say anything, you know? Like that. I could be like, oh, well, that's a fragment of rock that broke off of, you know, Ceres or something when it flew by, for all I know, you know, and it's this and that. It's, and it's emits, you know, fucking rainbow radiation or something. Like, you can come up with any kind of thing. I'm just curious to know what is his, like, hypothesis that makes him think, like, oh, it's this. Yeah, he doesn't really go into that in the article. I guess he's saving that for his book. Oh, yeah. But he does bring up a good point. It's that we shouldn't just only be looking for radio signals to tell us that alien civilizations are out there. We have to look for some kind of physical evidence like this that could possibly be space debris sure. or remnants of technology that are out there that we might just gloss over and think it's a rock when it might not be a rock, which, yeah, I agree with him on that. I just, I don't know. I yeah. just don't buy this one. Because every other civilization has to be like us that leaves all our shit all over the space. <laughs> right. 
Cause, we'll pick our shit up. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Milky Way is basically just like the, you know, their version of the local, you know. Dump. Yeah. yeah. Like, or Calumet Park or something like that, you know, where it's like they're just leaving all their fucking Wendy's wrappers and, uh, you know. Just toss it out. Diaper bags and shit like around. Yeah. It's just, you know, eh, just leave it. Yeah, we go find a planet or moon that has a bunch of technology. We're like, holy shit, a civilization used to be here. And then like 100 years later, someone writes a book that says, no, this was just their landfill that the civilization from <laughs> Series XA left on Series A or whatever, you know? That'd be interesting. That'd be pretty funny. It would be. It'd be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> I was just watching a video um, earlier this afternoon, actually, where they were talking about theories about why we haven't seen actually seen aliens like that or seen any kind of ships or things like that and there's like a really popular theory going around that these aliens that that actually inhabit like our galaxy are basically like cloaking themselves Mm -hmm. like intentionally because they were explaining like how there's certain like animals and stuff like that in nature and our planet and stuff that their whole thing is that they they try, they're always hiding. They're trying to cloak themselves. Camouflage, Camouflage themselves, essentially. Okay. Yes, exactly. And it's for protecting themselves, especially, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't know, they don't necessarily know what us or anybody else would do, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, that's, vi- that's, that's valid too, because, <laughs> you know, we're, our, our initial instinct is like, you know, launch something at it, you know, like, <laughs> And everything, but <clears throat> they were going into like great detail about it, and it's too much to get into here. But I thought that was like kind of interesting. Depending on what their technology could be and everything, it's like, well, there might be they might be camouflaged to a point that that's why we can't find any of their you know mm-hmm. any of their stuff and out there and everything. So, or they they might be able to slip into like a a mirrored dimension where they're still in our reality but they're just like off phased or something where we can't see them due to a light shift or something like that you know right plus i mean look at realistically our our means of detecting things is so (laughs) fucking primitive i mean hey look over there do you see something no well i guess that's it (laughs) Uh, why don't you try pointing the telescope over there for a little while okay we'll do that you know yeah, I mean, it's it's just so primitive. I mean, we, you know, we only just what, like, just a couple of years ago, we just got our first images back from Saturn. We had we had launched those probes up back in like 97, I think it was. And it took until like, uh, I think we started getting stuff back maybe like around 2008 or something like that. And then it and then it still took like we didn't start getting, I think, the final images from them until made their way back to us by like 2017 Mm. and this was just like observing like storms and stuff on saturn i mean we're still discovering moons there was moons that we didn't know saturn had Mm. until like you know in this past decade or so they were just like oh look at that there's another moon i mean we're still can't we're still finding moons and like we're getting like oh we're gonna be able to detect (laughs) This fucking stealthy ass alien fucking uh, crafts and life forms out there. Fuck no, we're not. You know what we need to do? We need to go up there, basically put a fire truck up there, okay? Hear me out. <laughs> okay, Hear me out. Okay, where's this going? <laughs> and then we go around, and we're like, oh, I think something's there. And we squirt water at it so we can see the cloaking device. There you go. 
right? Right? And then not only do we get to see the aliens, but then it's going to fall the planets or whatever, moons and stuff, is going to suck in that water into its orbit, to its gravity, and we're going to create new life on these new planets. You know, Meg... Right? Right? <laughs> it's... I think we need to have a little talk <laughs> about about uh, science <laughs> and how these things work. What a party pooper. Because first of all, yeah, where do I even start with that? <laughs> uh, let's start with sending a fire truck into space. Okay? Hey, if Tesla sent up a Tesla that, model. Right? We already sent a fucking car up there. What's a fire truck? Yeah. I don't think you can with just. With a dummy in it. But I don't think you can just shoot water in space. Well, no, the water would freeze unless you got antifreeze in the water. See, there's a waste. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go space yeah, to find wow. aliens. Nicole's like antifreeze. <laughs> so if the aliens ingest it, they'll die and we'll never learn any of their information. <laughs> well, our bacteria is going to kill them anyway. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. Okay, so the plan is. <laughs> All right, we need to go. See, it's already being refined. First, we need to go down to the Sitco station. We need to get all the antifreeze we can mm-hmm. by by a bunch of them big old jugs of water yep. and everything. We need to get mega space suit, preferably made out of, made that, out of diamonds. That yep. diamond stuff so that the aliens can't shoot her or stab her or anything <laughs> like that. We're going to get some sort of Tesla, Elon Musk, Electric like fire truck. Electric fire yeah. truck that mm-hmm. can fly through space. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to shoot her out towards like, you know, Saturn or yeah. something like that. Probably. I, I mean, just as long as you don't go darting straight into Uranus. <laughs> oh, man. This is just one of the, you know, we've come up with a lot of kooky ideas on this show. This is definitely one of the worst ones. I just have an image of Meg flying through space with like a squirt bottle of antifreeze and then one of us going, all right, try to the right. Okay. Nope. Okay. Hold on a second. To your left. Nope. A little squirt gun. That'd be pretty amazing. That's a teaser idea actually right there. It is actually. Just keep squirting until you uncover something, Meg. Meg's like, yeah, it's like, and then because of the whole like time space continuum thing and everything it's going to be like interstellar where meg's only going to be like a couple years older but we'll be long gone and it's just going to be like we're going to have to keep like uh, Vito and i are going to have to keep like hiring people we're going to be like like we hire people Vito and i are going to be like 87 years old right and we're going to put out like fucking ads in in you know the niles newspaper or whatever the, the niles ad, and be like here you know we need people to volunteer their you know their lives and everything and then like we got these people coming in and they're like well what are we interviewing for and it's like all right let me explain something to you so we sent this crazy broad Megan up into space. <laughs> she's in an electric fire truck and she's got a squirt bottle full of antifreeze water. She's trying to find cloaked alien ships, okay? Like, no, yeah, no. She's she's Where still you going? Come back. She's still up there. She's still up there. Yeah, she's only like forty four years old now, even though we're eighty seven. So we're about to die. So but somebody's still got to keep, keep in contact with this fucking crazy girl. 
<laughs> and everything, you know. So we need you to just kind of keep in contact with her. And then, uh, yeah, if she still isn't back by the time you're 87 or whatever, then uh, you, you got to find somebody else. <laughs> and it's like, it's going to be like generations and generations, <laughs> generations of like, you know, the tale of, of Megan, the, uh, the squirter, you know, and then the, the plot twist is the aliens are coming from the other side of earth. <laughs> so you've been going in the wrong direction. <laughs> the, the plot yeah. twist is at some point. So then after all these, then it goes quiet for all these years. And Meg's just up there, like trying to squirt space, trying to find something. <laughs> and then finally, like all of a sudden one day she's like, Oh, I'm getting a transmission. And she answers, she's like, hello. And it's like, mm, yes, is this Megan? And it's like, uh, yeah, this is Megan. It's like, yeah, my name is Meepsorb. Um, I'm from a planet uh, in the Andromeda uh, galaxy. Um, we're here on Earth. We've we've colonized here on Earth for the last uh, for the last for the last like uh, you know eighty seven years. What the hell are you doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> looking for you and it's like yeah um we're here <laughs> come on home <laughs> I, th- I think it's i think it's time to wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> joke's over kid <laughs> just wrap it up come home <laughs> enough you know now we understand why people have been the other uh neighboring systems been complaining about all this goddamn <laughs> <laughs> poisonous <laughs> gas that's in their atmosphere now because it's antifreeze <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, we thought uh, we thought Saturn and Jupiter were just emitting some kind of weird uh, things into the atmosphere, but now we know it was you. <laughs> oh my God! Be a party pooper. Yeah, well, care. I just don't think it'd work. That's, it just needs more fine tuning. That's all. Oh, um, okay. That's yeah. That's we've that's already it. made so much progress. Anyway, well, <laughs> if you go up there, maybe you can find out for old earlobe what uh, whether or not his uh, his space rock is actually part of some alien uh, civilization thing or something. And I'll do that. You you let us know. I will. She's gonna be like riding on it. <laughs> we're gonna look up there and be like, we're gonna be going to like the Hubble telescope and everything. Be like, we lost contact with Megan. We can't figure out what's going on. Blah blah blah. We go there and they got the Hubble telescope. They're zeroing in on it. And they're like, yeah, we're like, see some. And there she is. She's gonna be on that with like a little fucking cowgirl hat <laughs> and some boots and everything. And she's gonna be riding this fucking space rock like a, like a mechanical bull <laughs> and everything with some fucking Hank Williams Jr. playing and shit. With her squirt bottle. <laughs> squirt. <laughs> oh, my word. Sounds like a good time to me. Oh, boy. What do you suggest? All right. We're at that point in the show where we like to suggest things to you. I don't suggest that you go and try to ride a uh, an asteroid like a mechanical bull. With a squirt bottle, like, because I just don't, I don't think it'll work out for you. And Meg's got dibs on that anyway. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so you better beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna suggest some things that we think it's worth, uh, worthwhile for you all to check out. Uh, starting with Vito, you got anything to suggest? Yeah. So I've got a YouTube channel that um, musicians would find interesting. Okay. So there's a guy named Patrick Peichman. I'm sure I mispronounced his last <laughs> name, and I apologize, Patrick. Uh, but his last name is spelled P-I-E-T-S-C-H-M-A-N-N. And what Patrick does is he takes like really popular music scores and cinematic scores and 
plays the piano and does playthroughs with him with this really cool MIDI device where you you see like a top view of his hands and then you see like the MIDI notes coming down and there's a, this huge light show that goes with it. Oh wow. It's hard to explain but if you watch you'd be like holy shit that's cool as hell. Oh, so I you can check learn that out. yeah, you can learn how to play the songs by watching them and it's just a cool visualizer to watch. And I just love the stuff he does. He did this Interstellar song that I'm like obsessed with. Wow. He does Star Wars stuff. Right. It's, it's really good, man. Hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out, especially because guess what? I got a keyboard. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you thought you was the only one. You thought there could be only one. I got a keyboard now, nice. too. I got a Korg uh, Cross, too. Nice. But you got a piano. You got like the big 88 key piano. I got a 61 key synthesizer. Nice. So put a, the Wonder Twins activate. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We're going to come up with some cool shit, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, that sounds really cool, man. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, we'll, uh, since Vito's not totally sure how to pronounce it, <laughs> as, as always with all these things, we'll put the links in the description of the, uh, of the video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on one of the uh, many platforms that we have the audio on, the links will be down there. Or just reach out to us if you need more info. And he puts his arrangements on iTunes and Spotify and all that. And you can awesome. like buy the actual sheet music of his arrangements as well. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, some to deep dive into. Okay. Megan? <laughs> Okay. Well. Oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. She's had the doozies all all the whole show. This is a very big guilty pleasure for me. Oh, one okay. of the one of them. Um it's on YouTube, but it's on it's on TV as well. I just I happen to watch them on YouTube. Okay. Um it's called Couples Court. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I love this stupid shit so much. I don't know why I get sucked into people's drama. As long as they're drama, not my drama. Mm. But it's it's a it's a married couple. They're judges together, and they're called the Cutlers, Dana and Keith Cutler, and they 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 proceed over the courts together. It's like a joint thing. Okay. Mm. And they're they're really funny. And seeing them interact because they like play devil's advocate to kind of see is like he's like well you know this is he. I understand that. He's just looking. It's okay or whatever. And she's like, no, no, it ain't. <laughs> so if you came home like that, you'd be in trouble. Or, you know, it's, just, it's really funny. But I don't know. Hmm. I, I get sucked in people's drama. and like Just like oh. people's court and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just couples that you know, think the other one's messing around or doing something stupid or whatever. And Oh, boy. They just crack me up. <laughs> so where could you find And half the this? time, these people are totally wrong anyway yes like, you're just making shit up. <laughs> well that's like, you just made yourself look so incredibly crazy <clears throat> so you can find this you said you could find this on youtube on youtube yeah yeah and then where else is it is it shown on regular tv yeah i think it's i don't know what channel but, okay because i don't watch it on there but right. yeah it's it's a regular tv show and it's just on youtube it cuts out the commercials oh okay so it's only, they're like 15 17 minutes long right yeah once you Perfect. take out all the fucking yeah, commercials for real. yeah Especially on daytime TV. Have you guys ever like sat and watched just like NBC during the day oh, or whatever? God. It's ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. It's brutal. Mostly commercials. Yeah. And it's all about diabetes or fucking I know. EpiPens or some I fucking know. life insurance policy. I know. It's <laughs> I have such a hard time watching daytime television anymore because I associate it with being in the hospital. Mm. Because when you're in the hospital, there's not a whole lot to watch. And of course, they want, they want you up all fucking day. 
you know, and it's like normally at home, I'm like either sleeping or I'm watching YouTube or I'm, you know, I'm doing something. But when you're laying in a hospital bed, which I've had to do too many times, it's just like put on daytime TV. So at like 1230 in the afternoon or one in the afternoon and it's and it's just nothing but yeah, like commercials that are aimed at like the 65 and old yeah. crowd and you know, nothing against 65 and older but it's like oh my god this is just depressing to me <laughs> and really bad soap operas or divorce court things mm -hmm. and all that shit you like divorce court I, too don't yeah. you oh god again i get sucked into <laughs> other people's drama i don't want to but yeah i get a kick out of it <laughs> i don't know why i'm weird it's a it's i told you i warned you it was a guilty pleasure <laughs> <laughs> well clearly there's other people that like it too because it's pretty popular those people like watching that stuff so yeah we'll put the information for that in the uh description below because inevitably somebody's gonna say i want to check this <laughs> all right well my dis my uh suggestion is a book uh it's another book i you know i've been recommending books a little bit lately and this one is a book called made men the story of Goodfellas. I was just going to ask if that was a Goodfellas reference. Yep, it's written by Glenn Kenny, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, he goes through the, the he kind of goes through the movie almost from start to finish. Like he'll he'll talk about the movie, but then he goes off in great detail on tangents, kind of you know like. And it, it's kind of like when you watch a movie, a DVD, and they've got the feature where it can pop up things at the bottom of the screen and tell you all sorts of backstory about the mm -hmm. actors or how things were filmed. And blah, blah. So it's kind of like that in book form. A um, lot of really cool information, tons of shit that I just never knew about it. And uh, even like certain things like references and things that I never really got. Like there's the one part when... Uh, when Henry says, like, you know, this was before Appalachian and the Crazy Joe and all that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and then that's it. Like, they don't ever explain what Appalachian and, and Crazy Joe is all about. And that's reference to uh, actual real life, you know, because, well, I mean, this is based on a true story. Mm -hmm. Real life things that happened. Crazy Joe was a, was a crazy guy that was involved in the and the Cosa Nostra, you know, and everything was like an assassin guy and everything. And there was a big bust that happened. It was back around like 1957 and all this stuff. So it's like a reference to that. And once you understand the reference, now you understand like, oh, I get what he means then with what he's talking about. Mm. But it's like little inside stuff that you just don't know. You yeah. Know? That's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, in other movies like that, it's like watching Almost Famous and then they make a reference in there to, you know, oh, you know that that one song when, uh, you know, whatever, Wilson Pickett and he does that little noise and everything. And it's like, if you don't know that song, you're you, it's just like, oh, I don't get it. But if you know that song, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. This book kind of fills in a lot of those gaps and everything. <laughs> it's a really cool book, you know. And nice. that's and that's that. And that's that. Yep. There was you know, nothing we like do for every movie. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There was well, we had a little problem and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? What do you, he's gone. What do, you, what do you mean he's gone? He's he's gone. There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> and like our show, that's pretty much that other than <laughs> one more thing. Yeah, we should do. Yeah, we should definitely uh, make a recommendation. 
and it's for another uh, show kind of like ours and a, a little bit and everything on YouTube and stuff. And it's called Pushing Up Roses. And uh, it's a nice uh, young lady who calls herself Pushing Up Roses on there. And it's so much fun what she does. She's awesome. Yeah. She's great. You said she's from around here. She is. She's. I don't know what city specifically, but I know she's from the Chicagoland area. See, and I didn't even realize that at first. Um it, she does things where she basically will recap shows, various shows and things. Um, and in a humorous way, she pokes a lot of fun at them and stuff, but it's done reverentially. Like she's not bagging on stuff. It's like, she'll talk like one of the first things that really caught a lot of people's attention was her murder. She wrote <laughs> stuff where she likes to kind of, great. and they're really <laughs> funny, but it's not like, in a way where it's making fun of it like this is a bad show. She loves the show, yeah. but she just brings up some of the crazy absurdities of some of the stories <laughs> and things that happen in there. She does it for that. She does it for Goosebumps. She does it for X-Files, Magnum P.I. Yeah. Like She does like all, the, all these different ones that she's a fan of, and she just finds funny things to comment about it and everything she does a lot of stuff on video games specifically yes. full motion video games which i am obsessed with right and point and click adventure games which i am also obsessed with. <laughs> yeah so that's yeah. how i first found out about her like a few oh, years okay. ago so i found out about her because of the murder she yeah. wrote <laughs> and they're just hilarious because i you know me i i don't dislike murder she wrote but it's just it's another one of those connotation things in my head where i'm like oh god I just associate it with being bored. <laughs> just like, you know, just like, oh, let's watch Murder, She Wrote. It's like, oh, God, I just want to go watch some heavy metal videos, please. You know, it's like, no, we got to watch this old lady solve these old lady crimes. It's like, oh, God. Now I have more appreciation for it. But, I, yeah, I love the fact that she can playfully poke fun at these stories while at the same time acknowledging that, like, they're really good, you yeah. know? So, yeah, she's a great channel. If that's the kind of stuff that sounds like up your alley, if you like that stuff, if you're into like the nostalgia critic type type of thing, but maybe not quite as over the top, you know, <laughs> she's a little bit more chill than Sedated. that. Yeah, she's a little more chill and she's very witty and stuff. So, yeah, Pushing Up Roses is a really good show. She, um, again, we'll put the link to uh, her channel down there, but she could be found on Twitter and on uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that, she's on all the social media too. So, all right, like I said, it's time to uh, one in the books. Yeah, it's time to take the corpse and throw it into the river, <laughs> tie a couple of bricks around it and everything. You know, hope it sinks to the bottom. Hope they don't go scraping the river for it and everything because they don't need to find Tommy's body. He's gone. <laughs> you just forget about it. He's gone. So, with that. We cue the outro music. We will be back. Uh, we'll be back hopefully soon with episode 18. I'm 18. See, each one I can now, we're getting into all those those rock song ones. <laughs> you know, you've got Christine 16, she's only 17, 18. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Bye, guys. See ya.